Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Coronavirus Stories podcast. This time a look at the impact of coronavirus on the arts through the eyes of one major regional UK theatre, The Rep in Birmingham, where Rachel Thomas is the executive director. Theatres across the country closed on the 16th of March following government advice. Since then, additional funding for them has been made available through the Arts Council. That's as well as the more general government scheme, offering to pay 80% of the wages of workers who are laid off. Even so, and this is a very rough estimate, because we just don't know how long theatres will have to stay dark, Rachel estimates that the impact of the coronavirus on the rep will amount to something like £750,000 in lost income. I'm Rachel Thomas and I'm Executive Director at Birmingham Rep. And Rachel, people who rely on paying customers through the door like theatres must be in absolute meltdown at a time like this. How is it for you at Birmingham Rep? Yeah, we're not in meltdown. I'd like to think that we've we've kind of taken what's come our way over the past couple of weeks in our stride. I think the nearest we came was on Monday, so exact well a week and a day ago when Prime Minister announced uh, well he advised the public not to go to theatres and bars and restaurants, and we all heard him and looked at each other and said has he just closed us down? He's just told people not to come to theatres. So there was there was an hour or so of scrambling and consulting amongst the sector to try and really understand what the, I suppose, what exactly the advice was and how it applied to us. And very quickly after that, an announcement or a statement came out from UK Theatre, which is one of the industry bodies, advising theatres to close from that evening. And that's what we did. And from that point on, then, you don't have... An income stream. I know that as a major regional theatre, you will get funding from the Arts Council and Birmingham City Council and so on. But one of your key streams of funding is the paying public. So uh, how do you keep the, the lights on, so to speak? with difficulty because not only do we not have the income coming in because nobody is booking for future shows because we don't know when this will end so there's a level of I suppose there's just a lack of of confidence so people are not booking for future shows but we're also having to refund the customers who book for the shows over this spring summer season that we've had to cancel I have to say, though, that lots of customers are they are responding magnificently in the circumstances. And we've taken a line whereby we uh, like lots of other theatres, actually, we, we are a registered charity. We are asking those customers that can afford to do so to consider donating some or all of the value of their ticket. So the ticket for the show that, that's been cancelled, that they're not going to be able to come and see. We're asking them to donate some or all of it to the rep as a charity. If they don't want to do that or can't afford to do that, we're asking them if they will consider accepting a credit on their account instead. Because, of course, we're trying to minimise the amount of cash that's flowing out of the business at the same time that there isn't very much cash flowing into the business. So, uh, and the the audiences have responded fantastically to that, and the the level of donations that we've had has been just overwhelming, and the number of customers who've just accepted that uh, you know the money can sit on their account as a credit has just been it's just been truly heartening that the audiences have responded in the way that they have. 
that is very encouraging and very positive, I suppose, shows the the love that people have for for theatre. But is there any kind of safety net out there for you over and above your existing funding? Or is it simply a case, as it is with many of us who are not in theatre, of just sort of muddling along and, and waiting till we get through the other side of this? I think it's it's a bit of both, really. Uh, muddling along, I, we, we're planning. I mean, we're planning for worst case scenarios. Um, there's, I mean, there are likely to be some forms of help. So some of the initiatives that the government, government have announced over the past week will apply to us. So the rate relief that should apply to us, although we only pay a small percentage of rates anyway as a charity. But the the coronavirus job retention scheme, as it's been called, that was announced on Friday, that should help us. That should help us to continue to pay staff and to retain our staff over the, the next three months. I suppose in terms of the funders, we know that Arts Council, I mean, Arts Council have already told us that they will look at rescheduling payments. So we receive a monthly grant payment from the Arts Council. And of course, while the cash impact of this is being felt, it is very helpful to to be able to advance some of those grant payments. So that's being looked at. Whether there will be additional support, we don't know. We would like to think that there might be because, of course, the, the loss of the income over this period, that's not going to come back. And even if we have help with some of the, the overhead costs, like the staff costs, which will enable us to retain the staff team, there are it is still the loss of income and trying to mitigate for that loss of income is is very difficult but we will wait and see we know that other industries almost all industries lots and lots of businesses are in the same position as as we are so all we can do is plan to the best of our ability and you know wait to see what the the coming days and weeks hold and of course the theatre relies on actors who are by and large, almost to a man and a woman, freelance, sort of by definition, aren't they? So is anything being done to help the nation's actors? Because if you're obviously on a staff contract, you might get 80% of your salary paid by the government. If you're on furlough, if you're a freelance, well, as we speak, there is still a great deal of uncertainty about how you're going to be supported. Yeah, actors have, they have a a slightly unusual employment status because we do employ them, but I think for tax and NI purposes, they're regarded as self-employed. So as we understand it at the moment, and this is something that we're trying to clarify through Equity, the Actors Union, as we understand at the moment, they're not covered by the the furlough arrangements. Um, we made the decision to honour the, the outstanding uh, weeks on the actors' contracts for the productions that we were currently in production for. So on Monday last week, we began Tech Week for Tartuffe, which was the production that was supposed to, it was opening tonight, actually, it was press night tonight. So we we honoured the actors' contracts through to the end of that. We had a couple of other co-productions that were in uh, in the programme for this season. And along with co-producers, we made the decision to honour those contracts too. A more difficult decision, obviously, for other theatres, though not for us, because we don't have any contracts outstanding beyond those three that we had in place for this season. But if you have long-standing or long-running contracts or you signed contracts for maybe the summer or the early autumn season, you know, we don't know how long this is going to go on for. There's really a question mark over 
you know what one does about those it's it's balancing I suppose the desire to protect the business but also you know really the desire to support individuals through this as well we're not in that position but I do know that colleagues in other theatres are and there are conversations ongoing with all of the three main unions which is equity the actors union musicians union and Betsy, which is the union for backstage staff to try and sort of thresh out the, you know, acceptable agreements to both sides. It must be a particular frustration for you because I know that you've got a, a new artistic director in Sean Foley. You're new as the executive director uh, at the rep yeah. and really looking towards this time now to really make your mark as a new team. How <laughs> frustrating is it that you're kind of having to hit your heels? Incredibly. Yeah, incredibly. I mean, it feels like we were just getting going. So up until Christmas, it wasn't our programme. We'd got into this spring summer season, which was it was uh, our first season, not not our launch season, because we don't have a, a production that Sean's directing in this season or indeed um, we, we do have a production that Amit, our new deputy artistic director, is directing. That was Romeo and Juliet. But unfortunately, that's had to be cancelled uh, but very much with the hope that we could reschedule it so yes incredibly frustrating we were gearing up through this season towards autumn which is really our launch season proper and the season in which um, Sean is hopefully directing certainly working on the basis that he is at the moment something rotten which will be his first show for the rep but yes, very frustrating to be where we are, but, you know, frustrating for everybody and frustrating is probably not the, the least of it. No, and I know that you've got a play due as well, directed by Adrian Lester, uh, starring his wife, Lalita Chakrabarti as well. So, you know, a sense of big names, a bit of glamour at the rep never goes amiss. And obviously, hopefully, that may yet still happen. But as each week goes by, the chances of it happening, you think, well, will we, won't we? Yeah, I think it's a bit it's a bit of a wait and see, really. We're certainly, you know, we're working on the basis that everything that's in the diary beyond the end of June, it can it can still go ahead and hopefully will still go ahead. But of course, it, you know, we, we have to be pragmatic and we have to say, you know, some of these productions, they do involve, you know, financial risk to the venue. And, you know, we just have to be, we have to be pragmatic about that. So, yes, we're still working on the basis that everything in the calendar beyond June goes ahead because we know that everything more or less up to the end of June has been cancelled but everything beyond that is still on the table still on sale we're still taking um, ticket sales and you know we'll hopefully go ahead but yeah you know you you have to be you have to take a sort of cautious common sense approach as well to it and you know we fully understand that None of us know how long this is going to go on for. So, yes, we might have to extend cancellations beyond that point. Talking more broadly about theatre in the UK, is there a danger that because of the the financial problems that some smaller companies will have, that some of the the lifeblood, as it were, lower down the chain? I don't mean to be patronising, but, you know, smaller smaller producers, lesser-known actors who might aspire to the rep might now find that their route through is impossible just because there isn't the money to sustain them. You are at least a, a funded venue, but that won't be the case for all artistic companies, all theatre companies around the UK. Mm. I think there is a risk because, 
it's you know theater is it, it's an ecology and everything is interconnected from the you know from the independent artists the individual artists at that end of the scale right through to the the big venues the the, the big producers and so if any part of that ecology or chain starts to be under threat then it does start to threaten other parts of the the chain as well and i think there is a concern that the individual the individual artists who as you rightly point out are not protected or able to be protected as furloughed employees within certainly within the scheme as it stands at the moment and the independent artists the independent companies that by and large are self-employed that there isn't a lot of protection for them afforded by the, the the proposals that have been announced to date, and yeah, I guess there is a there is a fear across the sector that some of them won't make it through to the other side, and you know it's it's that's why we all need to lobby the government really hard for not just the actors and the um, the creatives and the designers and the directors within our sector, but across the economy at large that you know there's there's a large group of self-employed people who are, are not protected at the moment and might not I suppose might not make it through to the other side continuing to do what they do so we've all got to do our bit there haven't we absolutely well listen Rachel uh, really wish you the very best of luck and thank you off that you will be able to uh, return in July or very soon after that Thank you. We do too. And, um, we'll be throwing open the doors for a big party. <laughs> Good luck to you. Fingers crossed. <laughs> celebration. Thanks, Adrian. Rachel Thomas there at Birmingham Rep. And don't forget, if you've got a story to share, you can email me, goldbergradio at gmail.com. Don't forget to smash the subscribe button. Follow my progress as well at Goldberg Radio on Twitter. And in the meantime, stay safe.